Welcome to the Bourbon Boys. This week, I'm going to talk about the yearly Whiskey of the Year Awards. This in particular was going to be uh, centered around Mr. Fred Minnick's uh, Top 100. Obviously, I'm not going to go through the Top 100. I'll probably do like a Top 20 and just talk about each one that I've had. A lot of these I probably haven't had. Um, Some of them I have. So we'll just talk about, I'll sort of talk about the ones I have had. And, uh, and that'll be about it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go through all of them that, uh, that I haven't really had a whole lot of, I see that 23 is a dickle. So that already throws me off. All right. Anyway, so those who haven't looked or don't know, Fred Minnick's a big, uh, whiskey connoisseur. Uh, he wears a, uh, ascot. Um, I've been vocal about the fact that I think it's kind of a goofball and I think that he's on the company dime a lot of times with his reviews, but you know what? <clears throat> I've heard from a lot of people. He's a good guy. I will uh, forego my personal opinion when it comes to this in particular review or this in particular list and just talk about the whiskeys and where he's placed them. I will say in years past, uh, he's been very heavy in the Buffalo trace, but I think this year has kind of been a, it's it's been a weird year because they didn't have stag which would normally be everybody's go-to for whiskey of the year or at least would be up there for that uh they didn't didn't have a ton of uh pappy they didn't have a ton of uh i mean allocations were way down this year for btac i don't know what it is i know it's the first year that the the product is of age for the distiller that did this batch or whatever this run of whiskeys uh, that were up uh, for the new distiller, not new now, but like 17 years ago, whatever, uh, whatever came of age to be George T. Stagg now. And they actually, another thing this year that happened is they took the junior off of Stag Jr. And now it's just Stag. So now you got, you always had, you know, everybody called it Stag Jr., Saz Jr., Baby Saz. Uh, you don't really have a handy, and they have regular Eagle Rare versus Eagle Rare 17. Um, but, and you know, you had the <clears throat> OWAs instead of Weller, um, William Lou Weller. So they take the junior off that, and everybody's like, well, maybe they're doing that to put the discarded stag juice uh george cheese stag juice into the stag regular bottles this is gonna get that's really confusing to call it stag and george cheese stag but <clears throat> sazerac and sazerac white rye whiskey so i mean they basically call those two the same thing anyway um since you didn't have those this year it sort of made everybody that does these lists have to dig a little deeper into their uh, into their uh, archives, into their banks, and figure out something else to put in here. So, what is pretty much unit unanimous uh, from anybody that I've ever talked to, the whiskey of the year, what they think it is, is Russell's thirteen. This is one I have had, and I do I do wholeheartedly agree with that. Probably being the whiskey of the year, uh, both for taste and price. Availability is going to be about the same as most of your other stuff that's allocated. I mean, you get one or two bottles or three bottles per store, and uh, that's about what you get. So, um, but barrel proof, 13 year old uh, wild turkey is tough to 
pass up, especially at the price they put it out. A lot better than a lot of their Masters Keeps that are 150 bucks for what I would say is, if not uh, lesser whiskeys, than on par with, and these were 70 bucks. So... Very good. Very, it's very, it was very cherry for, very fruit, fruit forward for me, um, which isn't normally something I get out of a, a turkey, but it was a de- definitely a very nice uh, blend they put together for that. So his number two is barrel bourbon seagrass, which I haven't had, but I have heard a lot about. I have heard that it's a very funky whiskey and it's very um, polarizing which makes it weird that he would put it on here. So his next one is Little Book Chapter 5. I've had a few of these. Uh, Little Book, for those that don't know, is sort of a different... It's sort of a Jim Beam product where they uh, throw different funky blends of whiskey together. And, you know, they've had some light whiskey. They've had some older bourbon. They've had some younger rye and some older rye. And they've had, you know, a bunch of different wild finishes and stuff. So those are always pretty interesting and then the surprise of the year not for this list but for me personally hearing a lot of people say this of the btax uh that eagle rare 17 was the uh the best one of the bunch which normally is everybody is, is sought after most of the time a lot of people like the eagle rare but it's not a barrel proof um offering although it is higher proof than uh your normal shelf eagle rares um <clears throat> Remus Repeal 5. I think that's 5V. I have had that. It is very good. It's probably the best of the uh, the Remus blends they put out or batches they put out. It's a little bit older whiskey, I believe, 15, 17-year-old uh, product, which MGP, and it's put out by MGP, for those who don't know. Uh, the Remus label was bought from uh, a smaller uh, NDP and by MGP, and they started putting it out in both single barrels and in these batches. <clears throat> I think they're either yearly or maybe two a year. But this one is very a very good example of of that uh, MGP profile cherry bomb, a little woody, a little oaky, but still quite fruit forward. Oh, Forster birthday bourbon this year, which I haven't, I've not had, and I haven't heard a whole lot about it. Um, whether it's good or bad, I don't know. Um, but Old Forster sort of made a name for themselves. It's uh, secondary market wise has just gone nuts with Old Forster stuff. We used to be able to get it; it was one of the cheaper offerings since it's not barrel proof. It's twelve years old. It is Brown Foreman, but Brown Foreman is starting to put out some good stuff. Angels Envy Madeira cask finish, which was a uh, special offering that they did for a very expensive price, I believe. Uh, I haven't had that one. Keeper Belt Eight Year Kentucky Bourbon. Now I need to look this. I need to look that one up because I'm not really familiar familiar with that one. Um, I assume it's. Let me see what I'm going to look it up on the fly here. I'm going to do my own. Um, uh, it's well, Keeper Belt's a. Let's see if that's how it's pronounced. Keeper. That's what it is. 
Kieber. Um, Name for a ring of icy bodies that orbit the sun. The small batch whiskey is aged. As the producer says, eight Earth orbits around the sun. Look for a gentle cinnamon scent and a sweet, spicy palate. Adding water plays up the caramel note and layers on succulent toffee richness. It's robust enough to enjoy with a big cube of ice or mixed into an old-fashioned. I always hate when they say anything about mixing it into an old-fashioned. It does not bode well. $85. Um, Eight-year bourbon. Eight-year Kentucky bourbon. Which would be interesting to know what um, what went into that. Interesting. This website has Winchester Double Oak Kentucky Straight Bourbon Finished Whiskey and Cherry State. Ba- I mean, Winchester is a label for uh, um, Total Wines with 94 points. Wine Enthusiast website. All right. Anyway, back to the original list. I haven't had that, but it does sound quite interesting. I'm sure it's good. I mean, he rates it top 10. Barrel Bourbon Company Triple Stave. I haven't had a whole lot of luck with Barrel Bourbon stuff. Um, uh, I've been quite uh, vocal about my dislike for a lot of the stuff they put out. Jack Daniels 10, I have had that is very good. Jack Daniels is really a, uh, it's a sleeper for single barrels and uh, the products they're putting out now. And everybody thinks Kentucky whiskey it can't be good. They think, oh, number seven, it ain't going to be good. But uh, we went up there. When we uh, when I helped the store pick a Jack Daniels barrel and they were talking about that ten year coming out, so now he's got Master's Keep one. I have had that. I did not like that. I thought it was it was fine, but it wasn't any better than a lot of the other toasted stuff I've had for a hundred and fifty dollars bottle, uh, just for a toasted bourbon, uh, whatever. Uh, Booker's. Oh, Fitzgerald eleven year. He has fall and spring at thirteen and fourteen. New Riff Malted Ride and Not Enjoy. Blue Note, 17-year-old, which I believe is also Dickel. Something I really enjoyed this year that he has as number 18 uh, was the Mictors 10 this year. The barrel that I had I thought was excellent. I mean, 150 bucks, a little bit pricey now for that. But, you know, uh, it's starting to get to a point, which is I hate to say that it's pretty much the minimum you're going to pay for a decent a decent like whiskey that's going to give you some sort of uh what's the word I'm looking for depth um it's going to give you some layers is going to be you know 50 bucks is the cheapest you're going to find something really good like that now and and now it's like almost 100 100 to 150 is starting to become normal which is crazy to me when I first got into whiskey, I, I came from vodka, and I was drinking Burnett's, which was six ninety nine a bottle, and now I'm drinking, you know, $100 bottles. Of course, I was fresh out of college, and it was broke as a joke. So, uh, what else is going on? 
not going to talk about taters again. I refuse to do it again. I'm not going to do it. I saw somebody, uh, one liquor store sent me an email the other day that called this thing the George Sheestag of Canada. <laughs> I was like, man, you got to really have a big set of nuts to put that on a, on a something to send out with anybody that enjoys whiskey. Uh, what's the big, what's the big thing going on right now? George Stag, we already talked about that. Um, I don't know. I'm at a loss right now, man. I just, I, everything in whiskey's nuts now. It's just gone. It, everybody keeps talking about the, is there going to be a bust, a whiskey bubble bust? I just don't think it's happening. I don't think it's coming. Uh, maybe monetarily at some point. I mean, now that, uh, Oh, Rip Van Winkles are selling for $1,000, which is just stupid money. I mean, you're paying $1,000 for a 10-year-old uh, wheat, wheat bourbon that's just okay. I mean, it's not even barrel-proof at that price. It's just something to have on your shelf. It's a cache. It's a, something to show people when they come to your house to be like, Oh, I've got, got Pappy Van Winkle. What do you think about that? It ain't Pappy Van Winkle. It's old Rip Van Winkle. Uh, you know. Wizard Pappy, as a lot of people call it, which at first I thought was the dumbest shit I've ever heard, but now it's kind of growing on me. All right, well, I guess I'm going to move on to the review portion of this podcast. Um, I actually picked this up the other day to review because I thought it was going to be awful. And um, let's face it, awful whiskey makes better reviews, makes more entertaining reviews. I had some of it. And I thought I would put this on a not not on a standalone review and just do it as part of a uh, larger podcast. So this is a Central Waters, which is a Milwaukee distillery, uh, bourbon distillers proof single barrel. I don't know what distillers proof means. It's 114 proof, 115 proof bourbon whiskey single barrel. And I bought this at Woodman's, Central Standard, and I thought it was going to be straight garbage, and it was 56 bucks, which would made, made me even more convinced that it was going to be bad, because I was going to say, man, 56 bucks. How are you going to sell this whiskey for 56 bucks? So, here's a review. It knows you actually get, it doesn't say age, so I don't know what the age is on this. They're not a very old distillery, though, so they can't be that. I'd say like six to seven years, maybe, probably six. But for a Wisconsin whiskey, man, this has got, it's got some oak on the nose and pleasant oak. And I don't know, I would assume since it's, a Woodman's that they didn't, that's not small barrels, but it could be a small barrel thing. I know the nose is just really pleasant. The palate just a really nice oaky vanilla your standard bourbon flavors 
toffee, caramel, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. But it's so nice and so, like, just maybe it's because it was so unexpected that it's, it just blows my mind that this is that good. It's not like, it's not something you're going to be like, oh, man, that's so, like, it's so layered and unique and nope. But it is a good example of a solid bourbon whiskey aged in Wisconsin. I'm going to have to go to Central Standard and see if I can scour through their barrels and pick one of these. Man, this is really good. 56 bucks a bottle is a little steep, especially since that's Woodman's, so they're probably charging basically what cost is. So, yeah, if you're in Milwaukee or Wisconsin in general and you have a chance to stop by Woodman's, I would say this is a buy for me. Uh, Central Standard Red Cabin, I think it's called, is their single barrel product. Cabin Strength. I thought it used to be Red Cabin. Maybe Red Cabins are finished. Cabin Strength. All right. Until next time, enjoy your pours and enjoy your family.